This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, November 11th, 2022. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, a special edition on the candidates for the position of General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. Well, I'm going to tell you, fascists, you may be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. This is Radio Labour. I propose a strategic positioning of ONCU be more progressive. My major objective is to make the ITUC stronger. Those are the candidates for the position of General Secretary of the International Trade Union Confederation, Kemal Ozkan and Luca Vicentini. The ITUC is the organization which represents national union centers, such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. It is holding its fifth World Congress in Melbourne, Australia, November 17th to 22nd, 2022. The Congress will see the retirement of Sharon Burrow, who has been the ITUC's General Secretary since 2010. She was the first woman to be elected to the position. I talked to Mr. Ozkan and Mr. Vicentini about their plans for the ITUC. Mr. Ozkan is a Turkish trade unionist and an assistant general secretary of the global union Industrial. I asked him what his priorities would be for the ITUC. Inclusiveness, democracy and transparency will be our main values. It is my objective that all the national confederations strongly feel that they are a proud part of this great organization, regardless of their region, regardless of their size, regardless of their political tradition or culture. I am a passionate team leader. We will energize a strong culture and identity among staff members, uniting and motivating them around purpose, values, and strategic goals of the organization. For sure, a special attention will be given to increasing capacity around campaigning and organizing. With our joint energy, commitment and dedication, and we can build a new chapter of proud history for the ITEC. I propose a strategic positioning of ITEC to be more progressive, a strong campaigner and a strong negotiator with these simplified strategic goals, particularly under three big bullet points, fighting for rights, strong and advocacy, building union power and growth of our movement and shaping our future through just transition. I propose a transformation in the functioning of the organization, Transformation in the governance, making inclusiveness, transparency, democracy, main establishments of the organization. Transformation of the work of the leadership on a structure and model of leadership with clear and visible definitions of roles and uh, responsibilities. I wanted a transformation in the original work with much more cooperation, coordination and alignment with the original organization. 
And I also want to do a transformation of the work of Council of Global Unions with an increasing capacity around campaigning and organizing. Let's step up to this challenge altogether around the world. Mr. Vicentini began his trade union career in Italy and is now the General Secretary of the European Trade Union Confederation, the ETUC. I asked him what his objectives were in running for the ITUC General Secretary position. My major objective is to make the ITUC stronger. Uh, We need to deal with enormous challenges that come from the COVID crisis, before that the financial crisis, and now uh, increasing conflicts all around the world, starting with Ukraine, of course. All this requires a very strong and ambitious trade union movement. And there is a need uh, to achieve this, uh, to put in place a series of actions. The first one is that we need to increase our, our influential role at global level, making sure that the ITUC can really be a very strong negotiator towards the multilateral institutions, towards the employers, the multinational enterprises. We have to make sure that we can really be an actor in the global dimension to achieve uh, important results for working people. But to do that, of course, we need also to build trade union power. And trade union power is based on organizing, is based on negotiating power for collective bargaining, for minimum wages, for social dialogue, but is also based on the fact that we need to reinforce uh, uh, trade union rights uh, and workers' rights uh, all over the world. And also, this implies that uh, uh, within and inside the trade union movement, we have to increase democracy, transparency, internal participation, involvement of the different affiliates that are part of the ITUC. Uh, in this respect, it's important to reinforce the capacity of uh, the headquarters and the staff and the elected team and the leadership of the ITUC to operate and to deliver results. But at the same time, it's also very important to make sure that we can empower the regions, we can involve the affiliates in the ETUC, in the ITUC in the different continents, I mean, to deliver more and better and to make sure that they can be close to our members, to working people all over the world, and that the ITUC can be really perceived as an organization that is at their disposal, that can make a difference for them uh, in practice uh, on the ground. And for this to happen, of course, unity is also a fundamental element in the ITUC to be considered. Uh, This unity has to be reinforced. Uh, I think that uh, because of the experience I have developed over the years, uh, I'm active in the trade union movement now for more than 30 years, uh, first at local and then national and then European level, uh, I can be a good candidate. I mean, I can bring a contribution. I'm really uh, eager and uh, I'm really ready, I mean, to bring this contribution to the movement and make sure that uh, we can deliver all together better results in unity, standing together and reinforcing our capacities. There seems to be a worldwide rise in right-wing politics, which in part consists of attacks on labor unions. Why is the right-wing becoming more influential? Well, I think it's exactly because of the consequences of the neoliberal model. All this has brought together with conflicts of wars and wars and challenges to peace. Uh, These elements have really uh, uh, created enormous disruption, enormous crisis when it comes to the economy, but also when it comes to the social and living conditions for people. And when people see their jobs at risk, 
their well-being at risk, their salaries at risk, their families at, at risk, while they react with anger and also with desperation to some extent. And this anger and desperation leads uh, uh, to the right wing to you know, deliver maybe populistic messages, but messages that can really uh, catch up, I mean, with people's needs and with people's expectations. And uh, uh, the, promise, the promises that come out from the right wing, from the neo-fascist movement, movements, can be really seducing for people that are in a desperation situation, in a very bad situation in terms of economics and in terms of uh, uh, social conditions. Uh, of course, these are just promises. These promises are not kept. We have seen that every time right-wing movement, uh, neo-fascist movement gets into power, then it's always, uh, uh, it's always working people paying the price for this. Uh, it's again neoliberal policies uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, rights uh, uh, to be destroyed, I mean. And so we need, we need really as trade unions to step up uh, explain to working people that the promises coming from the right wing don't work uh, and that we have on the contrary, I mean, to fight for a more progressive and inclusive uh, political, economic and social model. And this is based on workers' rights, but also on trade union rights. We need to fight our battle for this uh, and we have really to come together at global level as trade unions uh, together with civil society organizations and all democratic uh, movements uh, to make sure that we can really defeat the far right everywhere in the world. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the demand by Polish and Ukrainian unions for the expulsion of the pro-invasion Russian central labor body, the FNPR, from the International Trade Union Confederation at its upcoming global conference. The conference opens next week in Melbourne, Australia. We also carried news of general strikes demanding wage increases greater than the rate of inflation in Greece and Belgium, and many, many stories about the solidarity shown migrant workers in Qatar by footballers as they prepare for the start of the World Cup. And we had coverage of a report on the gains made by independent unions in Mexico in the past two years, and on the similar progress being made by their sister unions in Palestine. The emerging continuing trend in our news coverage this week has been the spike in strikes as a result of global inflation. Wage strikes are popping up all over the place in Argentina, France, the United Kingdom, the USA, South Africa, Nigeria, Ireland, Malaysia, India, Australia, New Zealand, and in many other countries. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items detailing the disproportionate impact of inflation and the economic slowdown on women workers in Canada, the ongoing fight for decent work by women tobacco workers in Malawi, and how garment workers in Madagascar are developing strategies to combat workplace gender-based harassment and violence. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week included items about the arrest of a journalist investigating Hamas corruption in Gaza, Nigeria's ratification of the International Labor Organization's Convention on Harassment and Violence at Work, and the deaths of 10 migrant workers in the Maldives after a fire swept through their dormitory. 
Our current photo of the week is of one of the 55,000 Canadian education workers who, despite being stripped of their constitutional right to strike and legislation making a strike illegal, walked a picket line last week. Their illegal walkout forced the government of the province of Ontario to back down. Not only was their victory clean and clear, it united the fractious Canadian labour movement. Labour Start hosts online solidarity actions at the requests of unions around the world. This week we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Turkey, the Philippines, Canada, Myanmar and Kazakhstan. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. The United States held elections this week, which saw the continuing rise of fascism in the country, especially within the Republican Party. It is appropriate then to remind ourselves that the fight against fascism in the United States is not a new phenomenon. Here is the American folk singer Woody Guthrie singing in the 1940s. You fascists are bound to lose. Well, I'm going to tell you fascists, you may be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose. You fascists bound to lose. That's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Bolache. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.